When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. I got a good episode for you today. Um, this week, I have a dog man story. Those are few and far between. I'm excited to talk to Alan about this one. Um, dog man in Virginia, as well as a Bigfoot sighting or encounter. Um, I ran across his story on um, a Facebook page, like Appalachian Cryptids or something like that. But um, I was intrigued by what he had to say. And I asked him if he would come onto the show and talk about it. And he was, he was down for that. So here we are. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Maybe we can get some, uh, some, some more clues as to what we're dealing with with all these kind of creatures and cryptids and why they're showing up now. So let's go ahead and jump into it with Alan. Okay. Well, the first the first time I ever really come across anything that made me go, there's things here that shouldn't be here or you wouldn't think would be here, is I was coyote hunting behind my house. Now, here's the layout of my yard at the point in time. We have about two acres of property in Sugar Grove, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know where that's at. Not exactly. Okay, you know where Marion is? Yep. Okay, it's literally on the back side of the mountain away from Marion. Okay. It's what we call BFE. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was sitting up against the fence row, and the only reason I knew this thing was there is I heard a twig snap and I heard something grunt at me like a deer would. I'm like, well, it's two in the morning. Deer are usually bedded down or out in the fields feeding. So I stand up and hit it with the light and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. It comes, it starts to walk at me because I guess I surprised it by being there because I was in a ground blind in the dark. And I don't know how how most people are in the woods, but I'm sure, you know, it's hard to see a ground blind in daylight, let alone in the dark. It is, yeah. I I went out of a ground blind too. I shot this thing three times in the chest and it still came at me. I shot it with a high power rifle. Hmm. I shot it with a 30 30. Oh my gosh. I shot it three times. It didn't even phase it. 
I thought if it caught me, I was dead. Yeah. I run so fast back to my house. I was crying and my mom had never seen me like that in the woods before. Not a lot scares me in my life. I'm a big dude. I'm 6'3", 220 pounds. Yeah. Not a lot scares me. I mean, I've looked at bears coming at me in a tree stand with a bow and that's all I had. Right. I jumped a six foot creek bed in my yard to get away from this thing mm. and never missed a beat running to the house. I get in the house and my dad's buddy says, you probably shot a bear. I'm like, this wasn't a bear. He's like, well, I'm going to go up here to the house and get my gun and we're going to go back and look for it. We get back there and he's like, Kenny, my dad's name is Kenny. My name's Alan. My mom's name is Amanda. And if people want to know my dad's friend's name, his name is Josh Farmer. Okay. We get back there and Josh looks at me and goes, I don't know what you shot, but I can put my 12 and a half men's boot hiking boot it's, it's a pretty good size boot yeah he put it in the footprint and he didn't his foot would not touch on either side of this print mm -hmm. there was blood all over the place and if i had known at the time what it was i would have collected some of it but i didn't well let me ask you what what was it that was the biggest thing it looked like a sasquatch but it looked I don't know if you've seen the documentaries on YouTube about the type ones and type twos and types. It looked like a type three, that the more ape looking ones. Okay. All I know is it took three 30, 30 rounds to the chest and still was coming at me. Wow. I mean, it scared me bad enough. I don't go in the woods with anything less than a 40 caliber handgun. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know an animal, uh, period, they could take three rounds from a 30-30. And they uh, were stopping those bullets. Man. And I don't know how much people know about ballistics. Those mushroom out to be about the size of a quarter when they come out the back. <laughs> yeah, it's bigger around than your thumb. It's a, Yeah. Man. Wow. So, uh. Let me let me just ask you some details, man. Okay. Um, how how close did it get to you before? Before I started running, it probably got twenty or thirty yards away from me. Okay, so you had a good because I shot it at hundred yards. Right. Man. And all I can say for people is, if you're going to go and try and hunt one of these things down to bring the science, bring more than one person with a high power rifle because they can cover distance like that. That's what I've heard. Um, give me some, give me some more details, just so. My dad has had multiple sightings of the same one because it's got scars on its chest from where the thirty thirty hit it and it lived. Really? Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. He's so got a trail camera picture of it. So it's staying in the same area. Yes. That they live in they live in that little mountain range right there through Dickey's Knob all the way to White Top. Man. Okay. See, I and I don't know if you know a lot about Dickey's Knob and White Top area, but I don't. 
It's pretty much like the Cumberland Gap. Is it? That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Just a big mountain range. And there's caves all through it that they can live in. Yeah. Those caves probably go in there and come out in Kentucky somewhere. Exactly. We live on the biggest cave system in the world in the Appalachians. Yep. Yeah, we do. Okay. So this this Bigfoot creature, um, I guess. If it Honestly, left- I'd say it was probably 400 to 500 pounds at the time. Okay. Four to 500 pounds. How tall do you think it was? I, like I said, I'm 6'3". It had a good two or three feet of height on me. And that's saying something, considering in boots, I'm six four. Right. Yeah, you're a good-sized guy. Yeah. And I, I imagine it cleared that 100 yards pretty quick, right? It cleared that 100 yards faster than it took me to clear an acre to get to my door. Yeah. Now, was it coming for you, Alan? Did you feel like it was coming after you, or? I don't know, but I was scared enough to the point that I did shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't blame you for shooting it. I know a lot of people disagree with that. Um, well, when it like you were more in like a self-preservation menacing way and shows you its teeth by pulling its lips back like a gorilla would. Yeah, is that how it behaved? Yes. Okay. It behaved like a like a big person, but it, it looked like an ape. Wow. I've got a trail camera picture somewhere on my phone that looks like somebody's hand like this reaching around a tree and covering the camera. I'd love to see that picture, man. I'd love to see it. I have to get my mom to send it to me, but I'll send it to you. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, And that's in the same area. Was this your first time seeing something like that? Did you believe in people? I was ever running across anything like that. Did you believe in that kind of stuff before you went out there? Yes, but I had never seen anything before that. Yeah. Just like I said, I'm not here for validation. I'm not right. here for people to go, hey, I believe you. I know what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And it scared me to the point I was afraid for my life. Well, no doubt, man. I, you know, <laughs> hunters, you know, I, I've hunted all my life. People, hunters don't get scared easy, do we? No, you don't spook too easy. And, you don't shoot unless you know what you're shooting at. Yes. And for you to have this, you know, this feeling of, of dread of you better shoot it before it comes at you. I don't, blame, dread. I don't blame you for doing that, man. You know, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. And I was using a Marlin 3030. Yeah. Marlin's Marlin model. Fucking. I can't remember the model number. I think it was a 330 lever action. Yep. Yep. Man. And for me to back off after lo- unloading those three shells at it, that's saying something. Because most people with a 30-30 are going to think, hey, I got enough firepower here to deal with a bear or whatever. Yeah, you would think one round and it's, it's going to go it's down. Done, yeah. No, it took the first one, took another step at me, took the second one, took another step, and then on the third one, it started running at me. Oh, my goodness. So when did it stop? Coming after you. I don't know because I never looked back when I started running. Okay. I would imagine the fence stopped it because it was a pretty high fence. It was probably 
chest high on me being six three. That's what maybe a five foot fence. Right. Yeah. Yep. I'm assuming it stopped at the fence. I don't know. I never stopped to look back. I just hauled ass to the house, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. Now, your dad's had, you said, multiple pictures show up. Or, yes. Or has he had any uh, side? He's got a piece of hair that we don't know what it is. It looks like black bear hair, but it, look, but it looks like a cinnamon black bear. Okay. But it looks too long. Yeah. And he's had this thing knock on his house in the middle of the night, like, wow. And him get up and go, honey, did you hear that? To my mom and my mom go, yeah, what was that? He said, I don't know, but I'm going to go check it out. Mm. He walks outside and this thing stands up maybe 40 yards away from him in the field in front of the house. And he goes, I'm going back inside. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I don't blame him for that, you know. <laughs> and at the time, all he had was his Springfield 45. Yeah. Well, if a 30 I mean, didn't bring it down, then uh, a handgun. 45 not... might be enough to deter it after 15 or so rounds in the clip. Yeah, but... yeah if you empty the magazine, maybe. But it let me ask you. Big. <laughs> oh, if it's these things are this big and they're this fast and they're this powerful, and everybody agrees to this. Why don't they come inside the house? What's stopping them from coming? It's like they're there just to pick at you. Yeah, man. It's like they're curious, but they're also dangerous in a way that they don't know how to react around us because we don't know how to act around them. That's a good answer. Yeah. My fiance said it's because they don't pay rent. (laughs) (laughs) They they didn't pitch in on dinner, huh? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I always wonder, you know, there's all these stories and all these encounters, and everybody I mean, they're powerful in. enough. I think if they wanted in, they they would come in. Absolutely. There was one that put their hand in my house through an open window before, but really, what happened there? Well, it met a 120 pound pit bull and didn't like it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I joke around about these things because now it's made me to the point I'm really not afraid of the dark as I was a, as a kid because I know things are real and that we have to worry about them. Right. But my biggest thing is I want people to know that these things are dangerous and will hurt you. Yeah, man. There was one that came after my little brother and he was walking home one day during the summer of probably around 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. He was walking home from his friends. They had been gaming all day. And he walks home around 8.30 at night, you know, just on the edge of twilight, starting to get really dark. Right, yeah. About the time you would come out of the deer woods. Right. Well, he gets chased from Flat Ridge. Flat Ridge and where my mom's house is is probably about a mile and a half. He gets chased for about a quarter of that by this thing. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know if you know what a knot deer is, but that's what he said he saw chasing. Okay. Now, I've just recently, like in the last year, started hearing about these things, these knot deer. Um, I have seen one thing on Facebook that turned out to be true 
up in Pennsylvania, they saw a deer gnawing on a human rib cage on a right. trail camera. Yep. Yep. I've, I've seen that picture. Now, I don't know where this human rib cage came from on a trail camera. That's kind of spooky in itself. I got no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard about these not deer and that's, what do you that's think? That, scary. Yeah. What, what do you think that is? Is it honestly, it's gotta be like a shapeshifter or something? Or? I would think so because shapeshifters, people think just because you say the word shapeshifter or skinwalker, that gives them power and makes them come to you. No, you have to talk about the being in and of itself, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Yep. I'm not too worried about that. I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of stuff from doing this show. So that's one more, <laughs> one more things. Not gonna I know play. how that goes. <laughs> yeah, man. I've Every had time. people bring stuff into my life that I didn't want no part of before. Yep. yep. I've had that happen several times. I've had to do a lot of cleansing of this house. Um, I should probably do this show somewhere else instead of in my house. <laughs> probably. But you, you need to get you one of the little outbuildings. Yeah, man. Something. Something. I need to do it in the basement of a church or something. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, can I teach demonology in your church? <laughs> yeah, that, that would go over great. Actually, there was a Baptist church here in Virginia that had a demonology class for about two years. Really? Yeah, they taught people how to defend themselves against demons and I'll demonic see. possession. That's my kind of place, man. That I'd be all about that. All right, Alan. So tell me, uh, this creature. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume if you if you shot this thing, and there's blood on the ground and there's footprints, do you believe that these are a physical creature or are these in the what they oh, call most the category? You know. Um, most definitely you know at 100 yards you hear the repeat of a round smack in flesh yeah i heard that three times when i shot it so i know i hit something corporeal and living yeah yeah and i mean for people that want to say they're transdimensional and stuff like that they could be right they could be on a higher plane of thinking than we are and just be able to utilize portals that we can't see right I'm open-minded to everything. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, you know, and once you experience something like this, something that shouldn't be there, something that you can't oh, yeah. explain away, it kind of forces you to open up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you um, saw my post on the page that we're a part of. Yeah. I told the one about the junkyard on there. Yeah, I want to get into that one, too, here in a minute. Um, I got all the time in the world, brother. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we can go as long as you want. Um, I know we're getting kind of a late start. On oh, no, you're you're good. Up, yeah, I'll help you record a whole episode if you want. <laughs> All right. That works for me, man. Um, so flesh and blood. Oh, you, yeah. Easily. You heard it hit the flesh and you've seen the blood. So. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you, uh, what, what do you think Bigfoot is? Is it linked to us? Is it its own race or? I don't know how how big you are into the Bible. Pretty big. I believe it's the lineage of Cain that we're supposed to run the earth for a thousand years. Yep. I believe that's where they came from. Yeah. That's a pretty good theory. There's a, actually a lot of people subscribe to that theory. And last week I had a lady on who, uh, now I don't know if you believe this, 
so we'll, we'll go back and forth on that one um <laughs> she uh she says that she has a bigfoot that has talked to her telepathically through what they call mind speak I, I believe they can do that okay and this creature told her that he was an Eliud, which is it's biblical but it is the descendant nephilim. of a nephilim so you know yeah. the watchers had the nephilim with with women and now the, the nephilim have bred with women and had these further offspring called the Eliud. And wouldn't that make them demigods in a way yeah that would be like uh they'd be quarter gods <laughs> basically yeah well i mean not technically gods but right well they would g. still have grace of the angels right yep lowercase g you know yeah yeah um sort of like jesus yeah kind of just weak <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they would uh they would i imagine have traits of the their fathers yeah would, you know would could lend them these abilities that we can't. Well, I mean, think about it. There's four different types of them. Who's to say that they're not just four different clans? Right. Good point. And that's just in America, right? Oh, yeah. So it, uh, it, the rabbit hole can go forever and ever. Yeah, man. Yeah, it absolutely can. All right. Well, Bigfoot. Is that the, uh, not the only time you ran into a Bigfoot creature? Not really, but the, the second time really wasn't as grandiose as that seemed because I was fishing and it just pushed a tree over in the lake. So, what? yeah, that's still a pretty big deal, man. <laughs> Is it in the same area? Well, no, I, I didn't mess with it and it didn't mess with me, so it just left me alone. Yeah. Now, I wonder. It, is it the same one? I think Is they do that as a territorial thing. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I think the tree pushing uh, to, to block paths, to, to make a scene, I think that's just a, hey, don't come any closer to me and I'll, you know, you stay over there kind of thing. Sort of like the same thing with a bluff charge with a brown bear. Yep. Very much so. I don't know if you know what a wampus cat is. I've heard of a wampus cat. Yeah. Okay. My dad thinks he saw one, and then I think I've saw one behind my house, but I don't know because that's like that's the travel corridor for the Bigfoot. Why would another apex predator try to move in on that and risk getting hurt? Right. Well, if these are, uh, I don't know, man. It's, see, Alan, the thing is, if these things are using some kind of portal, if if this is uh, about more cryptid animals being seen because there's some kind of thinning of the veil, you know, there's there's more access. You know, there might be just well, there is a cave back there that has some Native American stuff in it. Really? Yes, like old pottery, arrowheads, flint nap shavings. Now, have you or anybody in your family stolen anything out of that cave? No. We know better. Okay, <laughs> good. Because it seems like, you know, your dad's no stranger to this stuff either, you know? Yeah. Um, His daddy used to live in Great Dismal Swamp area. I want to take a second to tell you guys about Squatch Survival Gear Packs. Um, first of all, you need to subscribe to them on Instagram at Squatch Survival Gear. Uh, 
Uh, Chris does giveaways and stuff all the time. Uh, you get to see these products I keep telling you guys about for the last, I don't know, last year, year and a half. Um, they're made in America by um, American companies. And that's every single piece of the fabric, hardware, the buckles, frames, all the labor is done in America. Um, they're military-style rucks that are like 65-plus liters. They have mid-sized packs, 60 to 40 liters. And they also have uh, day packs, you know, like 30 or 40-liter packs. All these backpacks, okay? Uh, it's great gear. It's quality-tested. I own one. Um, I wouldn't be bugging you guys about checking this stuff out so much if I didn't believe in it. Uh, you can, Like I said, follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Facebook. All the packs are made to mil-spec standards. And what that means is military specifics. Uh, Chris is a, an Army vet. And every pack that he makes are modeled after packs that he had to use and modify. So it's the, it's the best the military has to offer that he's produced in his own style. And he's given them awesome names. Um, like the Minahuni and the Rock Ape. And the Grassman. And, and they're all named after cryptids. You know, like uh, the Mothman pack that he's just now raffled off or, or gave away. And every time you buy one of these packs from Squatch Survival Gear, you're supporting multiple small businesses. Because Chris reaches out to individual businesses to help piece together all of these products. Check him out, Squatch Survival Gear. And use my new promo code, BUMP22. When we're in a new year, we got a new promo code. Okay, it'll save you 10% on all products site-wide. Check him out. Squatch Survival Gear. How far back does this go? Is this like a... It's a family thing, really. Yeah, that's My what it's My granddad like. saw, I don't know if you believe in aliens. I do. Okay, my granddad back in 1967 when he was working at Jewel Smokeless Coal Company. Mm-hmm. He had a brown truck that he had built. He was coming home through the Great Dismal Swamp. I don't know if you know where that's at. Not exactly, but I've heard of it. You know where Grundy is? I do know where Grundy is. That's where he was at. Okay. Yeah, it's not far away. Great Dismal River. Yeah. Mouth of Wilson. Got you now. Now I got you. He said he saw a cigar-shaped craft veiled in light come up over Potts Mountain and then zip past Great Dismal and then just disappear. Wow. Wow. Okay. And he said it scared him bad enough. He drove 65 on the road through Great Dismal that is speed limited at 35. Right. To get to work that morning and be off the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. that could have that been the beginning of something, man. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's just blowing my mind, honestly. There's there's so much stuff that's going on around this area. Um, Virginia is really more active than what people think, honestly. And, you know, I've only had one or two people from Virginia talk to me about this. I've done over 100 episodes now. And I've had... Uh, I've, heard, I've read some... I've listened to some of your podcasts. Oh, thanks, man. Uh I've had tons of people out of West Virginia, out of Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, tons out of Pennsylvania. But have Virginia, you ever seen the Mothman? I got to know. I have not seen the Mothman. I've seen the statue. You know, I've 
I've been there a thousand times. What do you think that thing is? Honestly, I think uh, I think the Mothman was a was a was a true creature. Um, and there was a whole lot of UFO flap going on for a couple of years before somebody spotted the Mothman. Yeah. And it could have uh, been a genetic experiment they dropped on us. It, yeah, it could have been anything like that. It could have been an extraterrestrial of some sort, you know, because the way it was described, it had, you know, it's not like these pictures that you see. It had legs like a man, big, strong legs. Like, like mountain climber legs. Yes. Uh, wings that were big, but shouldn't be big enough to support, you know, carry something of this that size. size. Right. At 100 miles per hour. You know, and the wings but, didn't hey, it did it. Yeah, it did it somehow. So it's something supernatural, or maybe it's just something natural that doesn't. That's like the double the way thing. we do. Where did it go? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's reports of it still yet of things like it in Chicago and whatnot. Yeah. So it's hard to tell, man. That's the portal thing. Yeah. We don't know. Could be. Could be. Now, this junkyard incident you had. Oh, Lord. That's the that's the one that messed with my head the most. Now, let me tell you, I, I'll be 100% honest with you. When I first started this about, well, it's been almost two years now, I had a yeah. hard time wrapping my head around, you know, dog man. I did, too, when I first heard about it. Uh, like, me and my dad, because my dad's a hardcore believer in dog man. Like, me and my dad go round and round about it. But as time has went on, I have kind of had to give in. You know, there's too many sightings. There's too many reports. Too many footprints, too many sightings, too many photos. Yeah, I had people send me photos of these tracks that this woman has her hand beside it, and it's the size of her hand, the full size of her hand, almost the size of a shoe. I have pictures for the junkyard incident. Awesome. awesome. My mom has a picture of, okay, I don't know if compared to my head, my hand's pretty good, pretty good size, right? Right, yeah. Okay. The the hand that my mom has a picture of is probably twice the size of that, and it has claws probably about that far off the top of the fingers. Oh my gosh. And that's on our vehicle in dust. Really? Yes. See, it's something in your area, man. How far is this junkyard from your house? From my house, it's probably about five miles. Okay. That's nothing. That's nothing for a creature like that. No. Nothing. All right. Hop into it. Tell me all about it. I've seen it twice. Twice? My little brother has seen it once, and my dad has seen it once. My mom hasn't seen it. She said she didn't want to see it. She don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame her. The first time I seen it was I was watching my little brother after I got home from work because my mom was getting ready to go to work. Yeah. And we were staying at the junkyard because there's a house there in the middle. Well, my little brother goes outside to feed our 80-pound pit bull at the time, Tori. She was a full, full-blooded red-nosed pit. And you know they don't get scared of right. damn thing. Right. Yeah, they don't play. Well... He comes back in the house and looks at me and goes, there's a guy in a wolf costume out here. I'm like, are you sure it's a dude in a costume and not somebody trying to steal something out of the junkyard? Right. 
And he's like, yes, it's got a wolf's head and is standing probably 50 yards away from our front door at the junkyard. Mm. Well, I get up and at the time I had a Smith and Wesson 40 caliber slim handgun. It probably only held eight rounds, but a 40 caliber hollow point does a lot of damage when you're in close quarters. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't shoot this thing. Thank God, because I don't know what would have happened. And it was just a flimsy old wooden door on this house. And I walk outside, I raise my gun up and I go to walk around the corner of the house and look. I look and this thing stands up from behind a junk junk car, turns at the hit and looks at me. And it's standing there looking at me and looking at me and I'm standing here going, what the hell am I looking at? And it just dips behind the car and disappears. Mm. Now, what were you looking at? What'd you see? It was seven and a half, maybe eight foot. Maybe eight foot. Eight foot's pushing it at the top of the ears, maybe standing straight up. Yeah. The ears probably stood three, four inches off the top of its head. It looked like a dude with a big-ass German shepherd head on top of it. Really? And this thing was solid white. White? Yes. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> not that a dog it man's not my weird. my little brother bad enough. He brought the dog in with him when he came to tell me. Yeah. Man. So and what... then it, it messed with me one night while I was sitting in the truck waiting to go pick my mom up. I was sitting there because I was warming the truck up because it was the middle of winter. Yeah, And it walks up, grabs the tailgate, and shakes the truck back and forth while I'm sitting in the driver's seat. No kidding. Did you get eyes on it? Like you? Uh, yeah, I got eyes on it and dipped the hell out. <laughs> yeah, man. Good. <laughs> you <laughs> have to excuse my language. You're okay. You're all right, man. Uh, so this I thing's... dipped out because it grabbed the back of the truck, and literally the truck was in reverse. I was holding my foot on the brake. The ground was snowy and with the snowy ground, it pushed the truck forward two foot by pushing it forward. And it was a full size Chevy 1500. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling these things can do whatever they want, honestly. If they want you, they will get you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what what I'm thinking. I think it was just trying to scare me and punk me out, honestly. Yeah. of course, it would punk you out. <laughs> it would, that would punk out anybody, man. Yeah. Uh, so when it's standing there and you, there's nothing between you but, you know, air and space here in the junkyard and it's staring at you. You're staring at it. I'm sitting here thinking if this thing comes at me, I might only have one shot and I better hit it in the head or I'm dead. Yeah. Did it have shoulders like a man? Did it have a chest uh, or was it covered in hair? And I'm standing here like this talking to you. Yeah. Full. It had shoulders. It looked like it looked like a linebacker with his shoulder pads on in a wolf costume. Man. That's just so I'd say the quads on this this dog, man, it's upper leg muscles were probably the size of an NFL grade football. Hmm. Fully pumped up. Yeah. It looked kind of malnourished, but it looked still strong enough to 
kill you and eat you if you wanted if it wanted to yeah yeah like uh like really defined right like skinny but like ripped it looked lean yeah it looked yeah. lean yeah it looked lean now did it did its eyes did it have like everybody talks about red eyes or glowing eyes or anything like that or I was right on the edge of daylight and dark, so I don't know. I didn't hit it with a flashlight, but right. I will say this. It's eyes, the the iris of the eyes was blue in this one. Was it? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, that makes sense because, you know, I think a lot of people are seeing eyes shining. They're thinking that the eyes are glowing. Yeah. You know, so it, it had regular looking eyes for you. Man. It looked at me like it was looking like I was looking at another person in the eyes. Honestly, that's how vivid its eyes were. Yeah. Now, when it dropped down, did it did it take off and go anywhere, or did it just hide? I just saw it go drop down and then disappeared because the grass at that time was probably about this high. Yeah. So you think it got down? Well, it could have been anywhere, honestly. Yeah. I had no idea if it was circling around to try and get at me or excuse me okay or, it's trying or to get if away. it was trying to get away and hide going to a den under a car i don't know All right man that's freaky now like this... it's i've seen things in my life that have scared me to the point i don't let my little brother or sister go outside alone anymore yeah yeah, I don't blame you. And especially in the area that you're in, it sounds like, Alan, that there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Not only do we have bobcats, panthers, bears, coyotes, quills. Yeah. yeah, all the all the normal stuff <laughs> to be afraid yeah. of. Yeah, man. But I had another question. I, I thought about it while you were talking. Okay. And it, it goes back to this Bigfoot. Okay. Um like I said, I'm an open book. I have nothing to hide. Yeah, brother. Uh, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you sharing this stuff. I know I kind of just jumped in out of nowhere on Facebook. Like, hey, come talk to me. You're but, good. You know, I I was really I wanted interested. someone to share this stuff with to get it to people to hear because I've tried writing into other people and nobody's taking me seriously. Well, I will definitely take you seriously. And this might get to, you know, just a couple thousand people in the next, you know, week or so. But those couple thousand people will help it get to a couple thousand more people. You know, it, it spreads. Oh, yeah. It gets out there. Um, this Bigfoot, when you shot it, how old were you then? Were you, you were young, you said, younger? I was just getting ready to come out of high school. So I was a junior getting ready to go into being a senior. Okay. So I was, I'm 23 now. I was probably about 15, 16, 15, 16 year old kid. Right. So kind of hunting in the dark by myself. <laughs> yeah, like I thought I could do when I was about that age. Uh, Ooh, boy, did I learn. Yeah, man. Well, what the, my, the what I was thinking about was, was there any activity there with Bigfoot? Um, Beforehand? Before that, before you shot it and pissed it off, was there anything? My dad on? had something knock on the building, like I said, and that was beforehand. That was before? Yeah. So they they already had their curiosity. They're already on the property and stuff. Yeah, they're already there. I think they were trying to figure out, hey, who are the new people in town? And yep. tried to sneak up on me in the dark to check me out and got caught. Yeah. Man. 
It's like my dad tried to tell me, you shouldn't have shot it if you weren't sure, but if it was coming at you, it really gave you no choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I mean, you're 15 years old. You're out here. You're out there. You see something, some eight-foot-tall monster instead of a coyote. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, what are you going to do, man? And I'm sitting here with a 30-30 because I like to shoot out at range and try to pick them off before they get to the decoy because you know they'll grab a collar and destroy oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Man, how intense was that? Intense enough. I crashed out about an hour later and slept for two days almost. <laughs> no doubt. Man, I'm so glad you shared this stuff with me because I I haven't had, uh, like I said, I've only had two or three maybe dog man stories where people are sure they've seen one. And one was up in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is down in you Virginia. You ever had the Ohio grass man? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've that's your fiance there? Yeah. And she got stories too? Well, she does, but she won't tell them because she's she's kind of shy. She's an introvert. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. My uh, my buddy, Landon, I don't know if you believe in Wendigos or not. I believe in just about everything, man. Well, it was whack. They went for a drive one night while I was at work. And they stopped up at the graveyard where my grandmother's buried because they go and pay respects to her because they're both part of the family pretty much. Right. And she is part of the family now. So right. <laughs> with one kid downstairs watching cartoons and another one in on the way. Yep. That's family, buddy. <laughs> she's looking at me like she's going to kill me. <laughs> But they stopped up there, and my buddy goes, hey, Crystal, watch this. And he whistles, and something whistles back and starts running out. Really? In a cornfield that is right beside the, the graveyard there. And I don't – I know you don't know much about Sugar Grove. You can look up Slim Cemetery, mm -hmm. and it'll show up on Google Maps. Okay. And there's big cow fields around there. And – there's a big field that they plow every year for corn. The corn at the time was probably six, seven foot tall. And before they drove off, all they said they heard was something screech in such a high pitch. And I don't know. They just said they left before they saw it. I told him, yeah. no, <laughs> What'd she say? She said, no, I, I want to go home, Landon. <laughs> <laughs> now it tried to get in the car with her one time and yeah. i had to run it off really yeah that that's kind of a sensitive story because the night before that i had tried to kill myself and you know how entities like that can yes, feed sir. on stuff like that absolutely absolutely and you know, one, I'm glad that it didn't work. I'm glad you're here. Um, they gonna, talked me out of it. I had a gun and I was going to do it that way. But well, those my, babies are glad you're here too. The, the people sure. that I love talked me out of it. Yep. I'm glad they did. I'm, I'm sure those babies are glad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like entities are drawn to that, that negativity. 
And not only do they feed on it, I think that they add to it. You know, I think they whisper to us. That's like demons acting like children. Exactly. Which leads me to this. Are these dogmen, are these Wendigos, are these demons? They could be. You know? They could be forms of demons made by Lucifer to sit here and torment the living. Yep. Because, I mean, if an angel can manifest as a man, which they obviously could. If they wanted to, they could come talk to us, yeah. And these demons, which are, in in my view, uh, the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim that were killed in the Great Flood, um, what would stop them from presenting themselves as whatever monstrosity or person that they wanted to? Exactly. And would they not want to feed off of your fear? Would they not chase you to the front door and not come in your house because they can't come in your house? Without being welcomed in. Exactly. I don't welcome things into my homes. I've moved into an apartment here recently that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. And I know we're getting off topic of the cryptids, but you said demons and that said, hold on, flip script. (laughs) Yeah, you're good, brother. I have a tendency of doing that. <laughs> You'll love me then. I can flip. I can flip it all day long. <laughs> we have we had bought one of the the VTech baby monitor cameras. Yep. And put it up in our living room. Something grabbed a a roll of spoons off of our dresser downstairs one night and threw it across the room on video on there. Mm. And I said, yep, nope, I'm getting some sage. Yeah, you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, know, I know we've kind of touched on the Bible a couple of times, and I don't know how you feel about all that. And I'm not, I'm not the one to try to. I love anything. talking about the Bible. Okay. Well, you know. Which one are we supposed to talk? Which one are we supposed to live by? The, the Old Testament or the New Testament? Well, for me, as, as a Christian, for me, it's the New Testament. You know, we, we keep the tradition, some of the Old Testament, you know, we keep some of the, the commandments, but love thy neighbor as thou love thyself and turn the other cheek. But when that doesn't work, you have to go with God's vengeful side sometimes, correct? <laughs> it, it, the, we want to, we want to, it says not to resist, you know, it says if they, if they want your, your shirt, give them your coat also, right? Something to that effect. Yeah. If they, if they try to make you walk a mile, walk two for them. Um, but with, when you're dealing with these entities in your home, when you're dealing with a demonic oppression, even if you're not a quote unquote Christian, the, the name of Jesus Christ is enough to scare off these entities, man. Um, you know, there's, there's power in that name. And I've, I've heard atheists talk to me about this. You know, just out of fear or desperation, they'll, they'll command it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. And that demon knows who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, that name, it holds power. So, so does St. Michael. Yes. If you got stuff floating around your house, <laughs> it might not be a bad idea to take that sage and, uh, and bless it in the name of Jesus, man. Which one was it that the, that was the patron saint of soldiers again? 
Uh, that's St. Christopher. My uh, my dad's buddy, Rusty Clark, he was in Afghanistan. God God bless him. He was he was actually in it. Yep. He was over there, and the Taliban had cut supply line to their base. Well, on the Nephilim, his base fought a giant. A red-haired giant in the desert. Yeah, I've I've heard about that creature that that giant that came out came out of one of the caves, right? This is a different one. Really? Yeah. This guy was part of army. The or army. Oh, he's one of shot. Yeah, he got shot rolling out of a, a Humvee on patrol one day too. Oh my goodness. He's still alive. And is kicking. he? Yeah. Man, he got blew up by a mortar. Everything. I see. When we get into talking about giants, I I fall in love with that topic, man. I I'm trying to line up a conversation. Uh, actually, I got a couple of interviews coming up in the next month or so that's going to be about giants. But um, yeah, tell me about this. He, he he um him and his buddy were in in their foxhole on machine gun duty, on guard, and they had their nogs on. Their night vision goggles. Yep. This thing come from out of nowhere in the middle of the desert. They said this thing popped up out of the sand with a spear and started walking towards the base. Well, they're sitting here radio and command post in the middle of the base going, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. Well, command told them to light it up because they thought it was a Taliban insurgent with an RPG. Yep. Well, this thing killed four or five dudes in the base before they killed it. Oh, my goodness. It took them hitting it with a grenade and six rounds to the head from a 45. Now, uh, I would imagine it would be a sensitive conversation, but do you think that you could get a hold of this guy? What was his name? He's... He's had to have brain surgery since then. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's totally understandable. In, in, either way it goes, that's some traumatic. And the only stuff. reason he told us that story, even though he wasn't supposed to, is yeah. because he forgot that he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. So. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Keep his name on the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll omit that. That was for me and you. <laughs> yeah, just bleep his name out. Yeah. That's not- that's no problem. I just I like to use actual names for context because it makes it easier to understand the sense. stories. It yes, it does. It does. It adds uh that and it adds the actual person's feelings at the time of yeah, yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah, there's a I've heard a lot of stories that come out of the Middle East, man, uh, about the gin and stuff like that. You know, people walking through alleys and see people standing side. Gins are just evil gods. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're again. I relate those to demons uh, for me in my view, which that's what they are. They're the demons of the Arabic culture. Yeah. And you know another thing about Saint Christopher, you brought you asked about patron saint there. Uh, an interesting little tidbit. You know, originally St. Christopher was depicted as having a dog head, right? Yes. <laughs> and he was a like man the of Greek King Lycon. Yes. He was uh, a man I'm of a great stature. Major, so I got you. <laughs> Good deal, man. He uh you know, he he helped children cross the river because he was so big. 
you know, they yeah. climb onto him and he carry him across. Oh and yeah. He had, and he had the head of a dog. So that's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. They kind of changed that over the years. But what about the dog, dog headed men of the Amazon that were the warrior race? Right. Or the ones that, uh, who was it? Marco Polo wrote about. He, the one. Yeah. Yeah. He ran to a whole, whole village of traders that were dog headed men. So and they things, can speak English and. Yep. So it's hard to tell what we're dealing with or how long or how far back the stuff goes, man. I believe they've been here just as long as we have. I think so. Um, and some of them just survived human persecution. Yep. Yep. So I don't know if they've taken to the caves, you know, for their own preservation or. Well, I mean, look at the giant ground sloth and the short-faced bear. We hunted those into extinction. Why <laughs> wouldn't they look at that and go, I'm hiding? Yeah, that's good points, man. Good points. Well, is there anything else that we want to cover tonight? Um, No, but I have other stories if you'd like to hear them later on. Absolutely, I would. I absolutely yeah. would, man. Um, if you'll keep in touch with me, I'll keep sharing. Yeah, brother. I'll I'll holler at and you. And if anything news have new happens, I'll be the first one to tell you. Please do. Please do, because you're it sounds like you're in a hot zone yourself right now, man. <laughs> or oh, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on with me tonight. I will holler at you on Facebook. Um, sometimes with my thinking process, I will repeat myself though. Oh, you're good. That ain't no big deal. We can we can just do a recap and get into whatever new stuff comes up. But yeah, definitely oh, yeah. stay in touch with me, man. If you have email, uh, my email is real simple. It's just the name of my show, the Bunk Podcast at Gmail. So All righty. That's where I get most of my pictures and stuff sent to me. So that that makes it easier okay. for you. Would it be okay for me to send you those pictures over Facebook that I have? Yeah, yeah. However you want to send them, if you get the chance to send them, I'll I greatly appreciate it. Okay, I'll have to have my mom find the trail uh, trail picture one. Okay, that's fine, brother. I appreciate you, and uh, you have a good night, and take care of those babies in there. All right, thank you. Right, thank you, brother. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week, so I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on, share your story with us, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time. Don't stop believing.